This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Welcome to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur, and I'm a licensed esthetician practicing since 2011. This podcast is for anyone who wants to learn more about skin. Whether you are a professional esthetician, a skincare enthusiast, or someone looking to improve their skin, this podcast is for you. The episodes are kept short and focused with the goal to make skincare easy. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at PureSkinOC. You can also visit my website, PureSkinOC.com. Thanks for listening. This is an interview I did with Dave Wagner from SkinScript. It was really fun to be able to talk with him. I had met him a few years ago when I did a training skin intensive with SkinScript in Arizona at their Tempe office. And it was such an educational um, couple days and I loved it. And it was such a pleasure meeting with him. So this was a really fun interview to be able to just kind of do a one-on-one with him and be able to talk with him and really just kind of pick his brain about a few things. So I really hope that you enjoy this interview and really get to know him in a, you know, just a very different way. So here we go. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. I'm here talking to Dave Wagner from SkinScript. He is the educator for SkinScript. And so welcome, Dave. Hey, Devin. How are you? And hello to all your listeners out there. I've not met some of you. I probably know some of them, but... uh... Really glad you guys are listening in today. Yeah, I bet you'll have, you'll know a lot of the people that are listening because a lot of the people will be skin script estheticians. Um, yep. So today I just want, I just wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, just some questions. I did gather some questions from other estheticians, ones that they had about, um, you know, the line and, you know, stuff like that. But I did have a few questions on my own as well and wanted to, um, get your opinion and, and your thoughts since you um, are so educated, not only in skin script, but also just in skin in general. Um, okay, absolutely. All right, so let's get started. First question, what are your favorite ingredients for um, sun damage, for hyperpigmentation? Well, first of all, right off the bat, you got to shut the damage off before you start doing any treatment. So you know what I'm going to say, don't you, Devin? You got to put sunscreen on first. Absolutely. That's <laughs> why I tell all my first. clients. Yeah. You know, and I know the clients don't necessarily want to hear that or believe it, but when you consider lightening skin, you're going to be working with products that uh, kind of tell the skin, that influence the skin to lighten. So therefore, you're working with a melanocyte, and you're telling it to shut down, and you're typically using pigment lighteners. 
But my question becomes to consumers who might not be so familiar with that process is, you know, if you're taking away your skin's ability to protect itself, but you don't put sunscreen on, and then you go out to the beach and you get sunburned, well, see how you're going to lead yourself into more instances of, of, of solar damage, of environmental damage, of sun damage. Yes. So I always teach to start uh, shutting the damage off first, assess the situation with your professional esthetician, and then get into skin lighteners. And another thing I'd like just to plug here for just most people out there so if you're a consumer listening to this you don't have to start with the harshest peel first <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, let your esthetician work you into a peel it's safer for your skin your skin lightens better you get the end result just as quick but your skin arrives at that destination in a better shape because you've not assaulted it and you've not kind of just tried to whip it into submission does that make sense to Absolutely. everybody out there I mean, it, yeah, it's, ahead, it's absolutely what I believe. And I always, first of all, I have people reaching out to me and they ask me what they can do. And I'm like, are you wearing sunscreen? If you're not wearing sunscreen every single day, nothing else you do matters. And then the second thing That's is right. I always say slow and steady wins the race. You know, it's absolutely. not about hitting yeah. the skin really hard and trying to get, you know, it corrected, but they want that instant gratification. They want that one product that's going to fix their skin in a week and it's, it's not out <laughs> there. So. And, make them, and make them like two dress sizes smaller too while and, you're at it. So exactly. Too. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy to think. I mean, these, these things didn't happen overnight, so they're certainly not going to be gone overnight. And it's a process, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so you have to have yeah. patience, and that's and I think I yeah, honestly you know, that's the hardest part. Yeah, typically it's that way. Anything with the body, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I want my hair longer. Well, I got to let it grow out. I want to lose some weight. Well, that's yep. going to take some while. I want to lighten my skin. Well, that's going to take you know about a month or so. We'll start seeing results. Yeah, so, yeah. But you know, another thing with that, besides the, uh, I think you've alluded to this already. Devin, is the idea of consistency. You just can't just jump from esthetician to esthetician to product line to product line to search for the answers. Really, if you're in a professional product line like SkinScript, or there's many others out there, as you guys know, stick with it for a while. Get Understand what you're using from that line. Get behind it, and if you can't get behind it, find something you can get behind and feel good about using. And like I said, your choices are endless out there. But it does take some patience and uh, some stick to itiveness, especially when you're asking your skin to change conditions. You right. Know? So right. That's the direction to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I find it it's it's such a like a psychology of our mind or something because you know there's commercials out there like proactive or even I I recently did a podcast episode on Neutrogena uh, product because I tried it and it oh my gosh did not do good for my skin which I knew it wasn't going to but I just wanted to like see it for myself you know and I think they right. see these commercials and they see like it only took me one week to get rid of my wrinkles and it's like so then they go in thinking well these are professional products shouldn't they work stronger shouldn't I really get these uh, you know results faster and it's just, right. it's just not how it works. And these, I mean, obviously marketing, right. as we know, are just lies. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they can marketing, say whatever they you know, want. The American psyche. Right. right. Absolutely. And it's right. ingrained yeah. in us. And so we believe it. And so we're not only just trying to help our clients change their skin. We have to change their mindset too. Oh, 
really interesting concept on that. That's the psychological aspect of that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So these are things I definitely talk about with, you know, my clients, you know, on first visits and stuff. And um, right now I'm, I'm doing virtual consultations and, um, you know, just talking to clients and, and making them understand. Because it would be like, you know, how quickly will I get my results? And I'm like, well, not tomorrow, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everybody out there, too, just a word about sunscreen. You guys, there are so many out there. You know, I, I, I have some thoughts about that. I mean, we, like I said, uh, Devin, you use our product, and, you know, we have that uh, really nice physical protectant, that uh, sheer protection SPF. 30. I love and that sunscreen. I love that stuff, yep. you know. The whole thing with what I'm going to say, though, is maybe that isn't the sunscreen for you. <laughs> yeah. maybe somebody doesn't like it yeah. this is that one but you know what Devin you know as well as I there's many choices out there so it's really up to the consumer and the esthetician to find a consistency or kind find a blend that they like the weight of it you right know? it has right. to be SPF correct you know but get dedicated to that first love your sunscreen talk about your sunscreen you yeah. know and yeah. if you don't love it switch it and find something you do love right it's <laughs> interesting back. just while we're talking about this sunscreen specifically is um I, I mean i love it and i have i've had clients reach out to me who say oh i don't know if i really like it i feel like it doesn't go on smoothly and once i talk them through the process of how to apply it correctly then they love it. Right. You know, uh, I mean, not 100%, yeah, you, but that doesn't do work. That, Devin? How, how do you tell them to, to do it uh, correctly? Because, okay, so you do cleanser toner, right? And so toner sets your skin right. up for all the other products. Yeah. So your skin, you want your skin damp. So I always tell my clients, go from step to step. Don't pause in between so your skin has a chance to dry. You want it to be damp yeah. all the way to the end with sunscreen. And if it is, that sunscreen will go in much easier and much smoother. Yeah, and, and once it glides they, right on. And it glides right on. And, and so even when I'm doing facials and stuff, I always obviously end with sunscreen. I always point this out to them. You see how this is just going on real smoothly on your skin. This is how it should be for you at home. And so once they realize that, then, then they are like, okay, now I get it. Some people stop at moisturizer and apply their sunscreen later. And so I've yeah, had to teach my clients, just get it done. So there's no, oh, I forgot to put it on. Oh, I don't like the way it feels. Oh, it's not going on correctly. If you just make it part of your skincare routine, then you're done. Mm -hmm. You know? So yeah. that's and what it can be mixed into any moisturizer. Right. Tip and trick. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I would share, one thing like to share with your listeners out there is when you consider our uh, Sure Protection SPF 30, that it's made clear and what the chemists have done is uh, that molecule dries down perfectly clear. But here's the catch. You can't friction, rub, rub, rub that on your skin. Mm -hmm. Rather, like you said, damply apply it, glide it on and quit rubbing it. Let yes. that just kind of let your spark kind of catch up to that product, feather it out on your skin, but really try to stay away from rubbing it in like a lotion because that friction and that zinc clear, it will start to pill. Yes. It'll start to pill up and look like eraser dust flaking up your skin. So that, that's kind of application specific on those, but there's a lot of uh, current modern sunscreens that use products like that that don't 
so much dig, a lot of friction rubbing of that end of their skin. So just another little tip and trick for proper application. No, I think I think it's great because um, you know one of the questions that people. Um, uh, one of the questions that estheticians asked was, you know, can they reformulate the SPF? And I'm like, please, no. <laughs> like, I love it. I don't want them to reformulate it. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it stays put. It is uh, sheer. Uh, it does. It dries clear on the skin. I think some people just don't. I think it's a question of application. I think you're, we're hitting it right there for everybody today. Yeah, that's what I think, and I love that it has the zinc because I do feel you know, protected, oh, yeah. you know, every summer I usually yeah. go to Palm Desert, which is, you know, basically like Arizona, just hot, hot, hot. And, yeah. um, you yeah. know, just, you hang out in the pool all day. And of course I'm like covered like some big sunglasses, a hat and everything. And I make sure I reapply my face every, you know, at least every two hours yeah. and I've never yeah. gotten a burn. So yeah, I it, agree. it works yeah. and it doesn't, my skin loves it. So anyways, all right, let's move yeah, on. Yeah. So what, um, okay. so if you're going to recommend some skin script, uh, retail products, uh, for, uh, the sun damage, what, besides the sunscreen, okay. cause we know we want that. What okay. would you recommend? Yeah, we gotta have that. Uh, first up is our glycolic retinol pads. It's a fan favorite. It's yeah. a customer favorite. And I'm talking about those pads. There's 50 glycolic retinol soaked pads in that jar. You take one out per evening and you work into your pigmented lesions on your skin. When are you going to see results? In oh, two or three weeks, about 28 days. But that glycolic retinol pads also serves for, uh, besides skin lightening, it's a skin rejuvenator. And it also leads people into pre-peeling. So that's our pre-peeled product. Besides that, I like our vitamin C. Everybody needs a good vitamin C when you're working with sun damage. And also a big time player is that retinaldehyde, uh, that uh, vitamin A serum that we have. Right. Because that helps increase cellular right. turnover. It's very gentle. And that is a big performer. Now, out of all those active ingredients there that I just talked about, the platform, the, uh, the scaffolding upon which everything sets is hydration. Mm -hmm. So people have to keep their hydration levels bumped up too because that helps the cellular turnover. It can't just be ingredient. You have to have that underlying pinning of, of hydration in with your products as well. And you would find that from like our cucumber toner and ageless serum, those types of hyaluronic-based products. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, again, it yeah. goes back to the whole thing that it's never just one product that is going to fix yeah. your skin issue, you know? It's a, right. it's yeah. a combination and then, you know, obviously being consistent yeah. about it as well, you know? Yeah, I always yeah. talk about I hydration agree. because a lot of this stuff can be, you know, drying to the skin. And then if you're not fixing it other way, then you're creating another problem, so... Yeah. Yep, and now we're coming into the warmer times of our, you know, of the year, so it's good people to be a little bit drier anyway, you know, so Absolutely. drier or oilier, you know, the summertime kicks up that oil yeah. <laughs> too on people. So if you want to mattify your skin, you kind of move into more of the salicylic, maybe the raspberry cleanser or our clarifying toner pads, you know. But, you know, what I'm going to say, Devin, is... You know, if you exfoliate with exfoliating cleansers or exfoliating scrubs, that brings us right back to our starting point. You got to find a good SPF. Exactly. <laughs> all, all, all things point back to SPF. I mean, it really does. It really does. Um, you know, people don't understand how important it is, or especially now because you know we're in quarantine. You know, oh, I'm not leaving yeah. my house. <laughs> I'm like, but you have windows. Right. You got to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, you got to do it. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so let's talk about acne. What are your favorite ingredients for acne? Well, I kind of alluded to the salicylic component of that. We use salicylic uh, for uh, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, like you'd have acne lesions and you they're kind of gone away and now you have the remnants of that. I still like those glycolic retinal pads. Mm -hmm. We have that beautiful spot treatment. Uh, it doesn't look like a whole lot, but that's 5% glycolic, 1% salicylic, and that little... That's got power punch of, you know, packed ingredients in there, and that helps dry out acne lesions. I uh, love that know, blemish spot treatment. Isn't that nice? Oh, yeah, my gosh. It's a great product. Like, yeah. I'll wake up the next but morning, acne, and they're uh, gone. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I perceive that, too. Uh, but if you are listening to Devin today and myself, you know, acne sufferers out there, uh, evaluate your hydration because if you're drying your skin out, if you're on medications, if you're taking acne medications or you're going down to the corner drugstore and getting something super drying, well, that's not doing your skin any favors, right? Yeah, acneic, oily skin still needs moisture in which to function properly. So yes, that's yes. what I talk to my clients about a lot because they uh, make the misstep of drying their skin. They think all acne equals I've got to dry my skin out, and that's not necessarily the case. Yes, and going out in the sun is also not the cure for acne. Yeah, you know, it might clear them up. Temporarily. It, it helps sometimes. It, yeah, if, if, they're, if, they're, if they're consistent with home care, if they're knowing what they're doing, right? Yeah. So, but it's, it's just not the fix for everything. You know? Yeah, no. It, it's really not. And I, I think they end up doing more damage because, um, yeah. you know, it's also the mindset of sunscreen breaks me out, so then they're not wearing sunscreen and, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, nothing, nothing works for, for them for, you know, on, on that way of thinking, you know, it's just, it's, and some of it right. is like happy now and sad later because you've done the damage, you know, right. but yep. you know, I, I, I deal with that yeah. a lot with my teen clients. Cause you know, teenagers are like, I want instant gratification. I'm not thinking about tomorrow. I'm only thinking about today and how miserable right. I am. So what's one product that will get rid yep. of my acne and, you know, and then uh -huh. they end up you know, scarring their skin, dehydrating their skin greatly, right. you know? Yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of that, that just made me think of something, Devin, that I think is appropriate to share right now. Do you know that product, that ageless serum that we have that has yes. all that hyaluronic acid? Yes. That could be an estheticians listing out there. That's a great way to establish moisture in an acneic skin. The reason I'm saying that, the reason I'm saying this is because that's a light serum that acts as a, as a super moisturizer, but it remains light upon the skin. So if you're having oil phobic people, if you have people say, oh, I don't want to feel greasy or it's too heavy or I just don't like moisturizers, put them into the ageless serum and illustrate the fact that it remains light and stays light or they won't even feel it, but it imparts a whole lot of hydration and that will do that skin a big, big favor. Right. That's, yeah, that's a great suggestion. And I also think it's good for men because, or, or boys, whatever we're looking at, because right. they, they're right. definitely in the category of less is more. Would you agree as being a man? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Less is more. 
you don't want to put too much on, I can't be bothered, you know, why would I ever want to take care of my skin that's with me 24-7, I can't be bothered, Devin, <laughs> yes. I'm taking care of it. <laughs> I know, I know. It takes too much time. Too yeah. much time. It drives me nutty. Yeah. I, it takes me less than five, I'm very low maintenance kind of get, girl, and I it takes me less yeah. than five minutes to do my routine, and I do it all, I do everything I can, you know, yeah. so I'm like, yeah. it's just not enough time for you to say no. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and you know, another thing, you, you brought it up with your younger uh, clients, you know, your teenagers. What I try to work a lot, especially if they're teenagers now, they've crossed over to their 20s. Well, now if they've been a, a kid that has grown up with dry, 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 dry skin because they're using over the counter acne medications. Mm -hmm. They're used to kind of quote unquote feeling like that. Their skin feels dry. So when you start putting moisture on it or coaxing them into using moisture, everything feels heavy. So that's a new skin sensation that you almost have to teach people how to feel that, how to feel hydration. Does that make yes. sense to, yes. to the listeners out there? I think that and goes back to the psychology of it. Absolutely. Yeah, if you can help them cross that bridge and know what comfortable skin feels like. Well, then yep. you've solved the problem, and yep. that problem has been lacking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I was younger, and I've I've told this story before, but when I was younger, so my sister, she's three years older than me, but we just have different skin. I've always been really, really dry, and she's been not oily, but more oily, you know. And so her pro uh -huh. her skincare product, she was really into it when we were kids or teenagers. And so she had all the stuff for acne skin. And I thought, well, I'll just use these because I didn't know the difference. And I remember like putting on a mask or using a, one of her cleansers or something. And just that dry, tight feeling that I would have. And I would think, oh my gosh, this is great. <laughs> you know? uh -huh. I thought it was yeah. so good for my skin. And I'm just, you know, I mean, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I didn't ruin my skin more, you know, but that's what you're taught. You're taught that that's the way it's supposed to feel. Yeah, I agree. So, and then, you know, that, you know, to add moisture, your skin does feel different. I, I get that, but you just kind of forgot what hydrated skin is supposed to feel like. That's you know? how it should feel. It should feel hydrated. Right. It should have a little bit of a glow to it. You know, all these things that, um, you know, I just think people with acne live in fear a little bit and they're just afraid that, you know, it's uh -huh. going to make them break out. And I, I understand that. So. I, I get that, yeah. It's it's a difficult place to be in. Your skin gets a little bit more sensitive and fickle, you know. You, don't, you just don't want it. Yeah, I get it. But typically, it's lacking hydration that drives that bus down the street. If we could solve that problem, they... They can, you know, get out of some of that. I'm really glad you said that. That was that was a perfect way to say it, and I hope people are taking that in because hydration is key for every skin type. Um, uh -huh. Okay, so next, let's talk about benzoyl peroxide. I know SkinScript does not have this in their line. I have heard what Lisa has said about it. I'm curious um, your thoughts. Well, you know, when it gets back to skin drying, you know, we don't particularly hate that ingredient. It, it's a nice ingredient system. It's just that people overuse it and they can get chronically kind of, you know, quote unquote addicted to it, you know, and they see that as a way out of any acne lesion and overall they can promote skin dryness. So, you know, that's why we typically don't use that within SkinScript. Another from a physiological point of view, that uh, BPO, 
the Langerhans self does not like that. And if you're a skin histologist like myself, well, you know, the Langerhans cell lives in the spinosum level or layer of your skin, and it directly affects that Langerhans ability to move around. It's, it, it, it can shorten its dendrites off that cell body. And overall, that uh, it's not a great thing for your cellular components within the skin. So, yes, it's a good ingredient to dry for bacteria, but just don't get hooked on it. Does that right. make sense? No, it does. That's exactly what I tell my clients. I said it's a it's a really good yeah. ingredient, but people overuse it. You know, so overuse it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's again though, it's a, it's the thinking that if I, if I did this once and look at these results I get, I'm going to keep doing it and then I'm going to get right. even better results and then yep. it starts to backfire, that, but they don't understand why it's backfiring, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then they got their hydration thoughts all messed up and, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, I always I find it it's an interesting ingredient because there's uh, I've I learned that a long time ago about the the benzoyl peroxide and the um, Langerhans cells, and so that's what I have always like taught my clients. My sister is actually she was somebody who was using it all the time, and so I explained to her, and so then she stopped using it because she's like. That makes right. sense, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you, you might have estheticians out there that are listening that are going, hey, wait a minute, I, I like benzoyl. And, you know, I'm not trying to beat up on the ingredient. Right. I'm just saying if you're dosing that out to people, if you're recommending products with BPO in it, just be aware of that. And, you know, too much of a good thing is too much of a good thing. Yep. I'm just asking to assess that just be aware of that i found it in another product in another line because i was looking for something um this was a long time ago and so i do have a uh, i don't necessarily keep this product on on in stock because it's something i don't want to sell um often um but i I Uh do have one that has the bpo and when i have recommended it to clients i am very clear i'm always clear about their routine and how they you know how often they use products and all that you know i write all that down for them but with the bpo i go through everything with them so they understand why uh they have to use it the way they use it um, right, absolutely. Because I think if you explain things to people, I think they'll understand more. And then when they go, when they try to go back to their old ways, they at least have the the memory of what you told them about right. that ingredient. You know, that's exactly right. And you know, and I think you know, with our, you know, with our raspberry cleanser, our clarifying toner pads, or spot treatment, or light aloe, we do all, we do acne very well from a botanical nature not just from a chemical nature right Does that makes sense absolutely so, but we cover that with the botanicals and i think it's just gentler on the skin i agree and it's just it goes back to the you know being patient and, and right so um okay absolutely. so um so in my experience i've had clients um they're starting to ask for retinol products earlier and earlier. Um, it used to just be oh, yeah. people like, you know, in their early thirties and you know, whatever. And they're like, Oh, should I, or I'm starting to get like, what do you think? So what are your thoughts on um, clients starting on retinol as a preventative in their twenties? Well, that's okay. But you know what? I'm okay with that. If they've established good skincare habits, but I'm not okay with that if they're asking uh, like retinaldehyde or retin-A's to clear up conditions 
that are really conditions brought on by lack of cleansing or lack of, you know, not changing your pillowcase or right. <laughs> washing your skin after the gym or or not wearing sunscreen or, 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 or right? You right. Know? So, yes, retin-A's, retinaldehydes used in conjunction with good skin habits and processes are great for preventative but the question becomes, do you really need it in your 20s? I don't think you need it in your 20s as much, but my next statement, that's where retinaldehyde comes in. So everybody, we don't have a Retin-A product. We have a couple of molecules ticked down from that, and there's a molecule called retinaldehyde, and it's been around for a number of years now. A lot of professional skin lines have it. We have it, and it mimics Retin-A, so you get increased cellular turnover, you get thinning of skin, it cleans out the follicular lining or the pore lining, uh, it sets up all these anti-aging sequences within the skin, but get this, Devin, it's gentle. And I think you've used that product, you know about our yeah. uh, retinaldehyde, it's just one or two pumps on your skin at night, it's bright yellow because that's what the molecule yes. looks like, and uh, easy to use with high... Uh, client satisfaction because it corrects everything from acne to anti-aging <laughs> and that's a big mouthful that i just said yeah. to everybody but you know they, these the retinas of the world are great but i think we've kind of transcended those through the more elegant use of better formulations of retinaldehyde it's just a little bit more elegant now the thing is with that, it doesn't work as quick, but my hang-up with Retin-A is at any level, 0.25 percentage or the, the, the percentage that you're using is very aggressive on skin. Even if you can quote-unquote handle it, okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, pretty, it's pretty aggressive. And you, I'm just suggesting that you don't need to go like that, and that kind of gets back to the starting out. We treat the skin like it likes to be treated, hydrated, kind of nudge it along, and it'll go down the pathway that you're educating it to. So um, did I answer your question there? So red yes. can be good, but they have to have good processes and good skincare habits. And retinaldehydes are gentler than retin-A's, and I can see that in the 20s, but... You know, go out and have fun, wear your sunscreen in your 20s, work on anti-aging in your 30s. Yes, <laughs> yes. That? That's my stance on it, too. Um, you know, I recently did have a client, and I gave her a sample of it. She's in her 20s. Uh, but, you know, we talked about everything, and I, you know, I said this isn't something I, you know, I don't normally do that, but she was worried about some of the fine lines she was starting to get. Um, so... You know, I get, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I just sent her the samples a few days ago. But, um, you know, I find it interesting because there's all these people and celebrities and these, you know, reality stars and everything. And, you know, they're all on TV. And so then they feel like, oh, gosh, I have to look like I'm 25. And, um, you know, right. so I think there's that pressure. And so then we think, well, guy, am I supposed to be doing it? You know, you don't you don't right. really know. Yeah. So. Um, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like to start off strong. I like to, you know, introduce the stronger products yeah. later if we can. Yeah, and you know, that, that same question could be asked about, and this is very much on the up right here in the last two or three years, you hear a lot about uh, early 20-somethings, I mean, just out of their teens, early 20s, wanting to do Botox or fillers for that very same reason of kind of preventative. Yeah. And I don't think I'm such a big fan of that. I mean, why treat something that you don't know what you're treating yet? And yes. that, that's from more of a, 
that's for more of a, you know, like for instance, I'm not me, myself, I'm not treating uh, whatever, <laughs> you know, right. uh, something with my stomach just because I might get it in right. a few years. Does that make sense? Yes, I'm not yes. taking medication stuff I might get. I, you know, yes. do I, um, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I only treat what I see in front of me to treat. Right. And that's how, I mean, I have, I, you know, I've talked about Botox and fillers on this podcast so many times because I dislike it so much for preventative um, reasons. And I, I just, I don't think people understand, like, you know, you're freezing that muscle. So you're weakening that muscle and that in turn will age right. you. And right. I, so, and then so I, in your 20s, 30, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, so, you know, you're in your 20s, again, I get back to that, what type of, you know, uh, habits do you have, you know, good cleansing habits and consistency habits, and, you know, do that in your teens, 20s, and then, you know, in your later 30s, 40s, 50s, yeah, you could explore that, but I'm not a huge fan of preventative on fillers and Botox. No, no. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't really want to inject poison into my face. Um, okay. So I did want to, and I know this may seem random, but I want you to explain, um, what heavy water is. I know it's in the cucumber toner. Um, and I, cause it's an interesting ingredient. So I'd like you to, if you couldn't explain that, what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So. Heavy water, it kind of sounds weird, doesn't it? Heavy water, we do use it in our uh, cucumber toner. And what that has, it's a hydrogen isotope, and that just simply contains another neutron and a proton in that atom. That's kind of sciencey, but what that does for your uh, heavy water, it sits heavier in the skin. Uh, Science says that uh, that is a denser water molecule and therefore it has more hydrating properties and it's not as apt to evaporate out of the skin structure. Oh, perfect. So you, they, built a, they build a heavier, more wetter water, <laughs> if that's a word, you know. Yeah. The water's wetter, heavier, yeah. denser because of that extra isotope or the, the neutron and proton in there. But also that gives our chemists more little... Uh, places to hook treat onto. So it's a very advantageous hooking on cucumber extracts or hyaluronic, you know, molecules, that type of stuff. So you can build your product better by using that as well. Some people want to say, oh my gosh, I'm scared of that because it looks like you took that out of a nuclear reactor of the 1970s, (laughs) (laughs) you know, with all the uranium water. And it's very easily confused and uh, it's not that, it's super clean, you know. It's just a way to kind of trick chemistry, I believe, to to offer uh, uh, your ingredient systems more of a, you know, salient or type of more hydrating, heavier, denser product. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I see it on, it's, you know, it's on the front bottle of the cucumber toner. So I, I've had clients ask me and I've tried to explain it, but like, I just want it. I figured I'm not the only esthetician who feels this way out there. So I wanted you to break it down and make it sound, um, smarter than the way I was presenting. Yeah. It's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I love that toner. Um, okay. So let's see. Um, what is your favorite enzyme? 
um, from SkinScript and, and why? And they can be like a temporary one or a permanent one. You know what I would say, probably everybody's favorite is that lemon zest. Mine too, I use it on 99% of my clients. <laughs> yeah. My reasons, it's memorable. It smells great. Oh my God, it smells good. It's got a nice tingle. They feel like it's working. Uh, you know, in our, in our training that. materials and stuff, we, we call it our wow enzyme, you know, because they can feel it and see it after they jump off the table, their skin has changed. But what's really changing, you've got that 6% um, lactic acid in there, you've got 3% uh, glycolic, and then you've got kojic and arbutin, which are skin lighteners. And by the way, when you see in our product lines Kojic and Arbutin together, those ingredient systems, those lightening properties are better together. So Kojic oh. is great on its own, Arbutin on its own, but when you team them up together, they become more of a powerhouse for skin lightening. So that's why we do that. Oh, that's great. Okay, it, it's a beautiful enzyme. It works on normal, dry, <laughs> combination, pigmented, mild acne. <laughs> yeah. That captures like a lot of your clientele. After that, it's probably the pomegranate enzyme because it goes after normal to oily. So my my top two, lemon zest for normal dry, pomegranate, normal oily. Interesting. I mean, I yeah. love the lemon zest because how can you not? But the pomegranate, I rarely use. Oh, yeah. It's got that 2% salicylic in there. And we've offset that with 11% lactic acid to offset any uh, drying capacities that the 2% salve could have. So right. it's a really uh, punchy enzyme. Uh, makes a great back treatment if you're doing that. That's oh. cool to know that. Uh, you could spot treat. And, you know, I know a lot of estheticians out there custom place our masks, our, our enzymes on the skin. Yeah. So if you had an oily teeth known, you might use pomegranate. And then if they have pigmented cheeks, Put a lemon zest over on top of that. So that's good Ooh. to know. And then my ones that I like are that ginger enzyme. Have okay. you seen that one? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. And the bourbon enzyme. Yes. That bourbon enzyme that's out right now with the uh, black pepper detox mask. I love, love, love that one. That's... So we do a lot of inventive or seasonal enzymes here as well. Those are fun. Oh, I love them. The, the smoked bourbon enzyme, I have to say, that was a sleeper hit for me. Because at first I was like, yeah. yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't know if I love it, but I like it. And then I used it on this one client. I'm like, holy moly, this is my new favorite enzyme. Yeah. It yeah, really it like. skin look great. Yeah, it does. And it really like helps with blackheads. And yeah, I really, that's yeah. that's one of my new favorites. And um, yeah. strawberry enzyme I'm, I'm obsessed with. I need you guys to yeah, make that temper. right now. I know. I just bought four. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're going to announce that uh, eucalyptus enzyme is oh. coming up here shortly. And you know what I use? So that's a huge, huge hit. Um, so don't miss that out there. Yeah, I think the strawberry, I think the honey should be um, permanent. Um, other people feel this way too. Um, the eucalyptus. Uh, we get a lot of requests from Yep. Yeah. The, the eucalyptus was also another sleeper hit for me. I love to use yep. that enzyme to cut another enzyme. Instead of using like that oh, goji yeah. berry, I'll put the eucalyptus oh, yeah. and people really like that smell too, but it cuts oh, the intensity. Yeah, it's a, it's no, a, I learned something today too then. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great one. I love it. So I don't use it as just a whole enzyme for the whole face. I usually use it to cut it and, um, yeah, yeah I'll be, I'll be stocking up on that too idea. when it comes out. <laughs> awesome. 
I mean, if I ever go back to work, I'm going to have all these enzymes just stocked up and ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, like right. I said, I bought four strawberry and I'm not even working right now, but I'm like, I ran out. <laughs> and so, and yeah, yeah, I'm like, I got to make sure yeah. I have it. So, um, yeah, okay. And then was there a product that you guys came out with that didn't do as well as you thought it would or it should? Yeah, and I've been educating the last couple of years to this product a lot because I don't think people really regard it as such a great product. It's that beta-carotene papain renewal serum. Yes. Let me say that again. Beta-carotene renewal serum. It's in our serum category. And the reason I like it is because it gives you treatment selection. It gives you a treatment product for sensitive skin, sensitized skin, or pregnancy. Yep. And it, what it is, it's beta carotene, which is part of the vitamin A chain, so that helps skin cells turn over, and then it's got that papain enzyme in there that gently exfoliates you. And so again, it doesn't look like a whole heck of a lot. It's a, just a nice little white cream that you rub on your skin at night. You apply it at night. Mm -hmm. And over time, that gently exfoliates you. But think about using that. We've seen a lot of good results on decollete. Uh, you know, skin that's, oh, that's kind of harder to treat. It takes a, yeah, absolutely. But we built it for the pregnant client and sensitive client. It's now becoming a better and when people realize what it is, and um, you like your rosacea clients can use it, any sensitivities. Uh, it's a real fixer, and not only is it gently exfoliating them, but it's also introducing moisture and hydration. Yes. And that seems to be our common game, doesn't it? Yes, yes you can exfoliate, yes, but you have to hydrate. So it takes care of both aspects of that, and you do it at night only, and it's easy to use. So uh, along with that, uh, we have that duo set. It was that raspberry scrub. Yes. Um, the, the raspberry refining uh, uh, scrub and that beta-carotene, they came out together. Mm -hmm. And that's the I remember. Refine and Renew Duo set. Yeah, you don't have to buy it like that, but we do have uh, those two products that kind of were developed together, and that's why we how we had originally brought those out. So, yeah, beta-carotene papain renewal serum, if you guys not used it out there, you should try it and explore it because it's a, it's a fixer for your sensitivities out there. Yeah, I have definitely recommended it to clients who are pregnant but still want to, you know, work on their skin, which obviously they should. Um, I think more than ever while you're uh -huh. pregnant because your hormones go crazy. Um, but I didn't think about using it on your, your chest. I have really, like, after all these years, my skin is still really sensitive and it's really reactive. It's much stronger than it used to be um, because I understood hydration. Um, but I didn't think about using that serum on my chest. So I'm going to... Oh, yeah, for the decollete? Yeah, I'm going to start you, using it. You know it. what I say on that, Devin? You know, I don't even call it the decollete anymore because everybody's wrecked it with sunshine, you know, too much <laughs> sun. I call it the reclete. It's the reclete <laughs> out there. <laughs> Treat your reclete That's with awesome. beta-carotene. You know, then you're exactly right. It softens that. It treats it. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It does take some time to get there, but over the course of a month or two, wow, big change. Oh, I'm excited. Bigger, just, yeah, I'm going to start that tonight. <laughs> Good. I'll keep yeah. you all posted how it works. Yeah, I'm 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 yeah, excited. Yeah, because yeah, I do react, and so it's and I I mean any I always tell my clients whatever you do to your face, make sure you do to your neck, chest, and hands. 
Um, and so I always have been doing that, but I did so much damage, you know, my chest looks, Uh my chest looks like it's been through some things, you know, so, um, (laughs) anything I can do to reverse it, you know, um, 